This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. There was this boy, name was Jordan, he lived in Baltimore. And he came from an irreligious home. Not just irreligious, they really didn't know much about anything. And elementary school was okay, but the high school in Baltimore where he lived was a very, very bad neighborhood. So his parents decided that they're going to send him right across the street from where they live with a Catholic school. They said, they're not from anywhere, they're not even from, they have no connection to Judaism. We'll send them to the Catholic school. Fantastic education, safe, no drugs, no, no, no nothing, right? Great place. We'll get a great education, and we'll send them to college. So this boy, this Jewish boy, Jordan, comes to school, and he's in ninth grade, and he sits down with his whole class, all Christians. And the priest, who's the end of the school, walks in to the class to welcome the class. He says, good morning, boys. By the way, anyone Jewish in this class? Jordan's like, looking around, he's like, there's no way I'm saying one word. So he goes, okay, I guess not. And it walks out. At the end of the day, teacher gets a note, please send Jordan to my office. Now, Jordan had a Jewish last name. So the priest was a little bit suspecting that he might be a Jew. So Jordan sits down in front of the priest, and I guess in a Catholic school, it's just pretty, pretty scary to be called into the head priest's office. And he sits down, and he's thinking to himself, oh, my gosh, they found out I'm a Jew. They're going to hang me up. They're going to burn me at the stake. I don't know what they're going to do anything. He's like, you all these stories, like, vanishing perdition. I can't believe it. My parents sent me here. I'm done. I'm finished. And the priest looks at him and says, Jordan, I want the truth. Are you Jewish? He's like, yes. He says, do you know how to read Hebrew? He's like, no. No. I don't know how to read Hebrew. And he did it. He says, good. Every Thursday, I want you in my office for an hour. I'm going to teach you. How to read the Aleph Pays. Jordan's like, what? I want to teach you how to read Hebrew. Okay, you don't mess with the priest. So Thursday, he comes to, to the room. He takes out the Aleph Bina, and he starts to teach him Aleph Pays. And in ninth grade, Jordan learns the Aleph Pays. Taught his Rebbe is a priest. And in second grade, and in, in tenth grade, he goes the first day and he says to Jordan, okay, now that we know how to read, we're going to learn Chomish. So you come every Thursday for an hour and we'll learn Chomish. And he teaches them Chomish. And in 11th grade, he teaches them Mishnais. And in 12th grade, he says, I can't teach you Talmud. I don't know Talmud. So there's a school called United Talmudical Academy of Baltimore. And they have a lot of rabbis there. And they have a lot of young boys there. After class, I want you to go there and tell one of the boys that you want to let your Jewish and you want to learn Talmud. Priest tells him to do that. He does it. He goes to Baltimore Yeshiva, true story, and he tells them, "I'm in a Catholic school, and my priest wants me to learn Gemara." <laughs> and they're like, "Rishayim Achayim, or just Gemara?" Like, you know, what is he telling you? So he gets a chavus and he starts to learn Gemara, and he graduates this Catholic school, and he just falls in love with Gemara, and he stays in Baltimore Yeshiva, and it becomes about Shuvah, and he's there in the base medrash, and he goes to the smicha. He becomes a rough. This true story. Now, when he gets his smicha, he wants to talk for Satov. So he goes to his Rebbe, the priest. <laughs> and he comes to church. He comes to the school and he knocks on the door. And, and there's Father Giuseppe. That was his name. His name, Father Giuseppe. And he sits down and he says, Father Giuseppe, I'd like to tell you what happened today. And he says, Yes. And he says, I became a rabbi. 
That's all she said. She says, Mazel Tov. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for a long time. So Jordan says, but Father, are you Jewish? He says, no, I'm Catholic. He says, I don't understand. Why did you teach me how to read and told me how much in order? What do you mean you've been waiting? What's going on here? So Giuseppe says, sit down up. Listen to this. He says, many years ago, I'm on sabbatical. Every 20 years, they get off a year. I decided on sabbatical to go to Israel. So I went to Israel, and I have the year off. And I went to Israel, I figured I'd go for a month. And the other priests were telling me, if you want to see the Jews at their best, go Friday night to the Western Wall. They dance, they sing Kalach, they tell them that, right? And the bishop says, on one corner, Kalach's in the other corner. And it's very, very beautiful. So he said, okay. He's dressed in regular clothing. He goes to, to the castle Friday night, and he watches all the dancing. It's very beautiful. And now he's ready to leave. Everyone's finished down, and they're all leaving. So he turns around to leave. Mayor Shistol, all of a sudden, standing there. And he doesn't know that this guy is not Jewish. He's dressed as a regular guy. And he says, okay, you five, you ten, in the old city, you're going to go to the Schwartz's? You over there, come on. And he's like, well, what is this all about? The feast. What is all? He goes, they're going to eat supper, dinner. He says, okay. We have to investigate what Jews eat Friday night, right? So he's like, he's already so extraordinary, he didn't know what to say. So he follows them, and they all go to these people's house in the old city. And they sit down, and they have this meal, and this priest is sitting there. Nobody knows he's not Jewish, right? He's dressed in regular clothing, he's sitting there, and he's just watching. Chicken soup, and they just all the fish and everything. Anyway, finally they finish. It's very beautiful. And he goes over to the lady who's running the house, and he says to her, that potato thing, that little square thing that you gave me on my plate. What is that called? She goes, potato kogol. He goes, potato kogol? She goes, not kogol. That's not potato. It's potato kogol. He says, well, I have to tell you, lady, I have never eaten anything that delicious. So like a good Jewish woman, what does she say? Ah! You think that's something? Tomorrow for lunch, we have kogol, kishka, and chulent. And my chulent is the best chulent in the whole old city. So it would be an honor for us if you would come back. He says, you're going to have this potato stuff tomorrow? Plenty of it. And it's overnight kolo. That's not kolo. Okay. He comes the next day. He comes the next day. He comes the next day. And he has his kishka and his kolo and everything. He's having a great time. But the man of the house, that after benching, he says, before anybody goes, there's a deal. If you come to lunch, after lunch, we go to Eisha Torah. And there's a rabbi, Noah Weinberg, and he gives a half an hour class to everyone that was by my meal. Okay, this the guy gave you to eat, you gotta go. So they all go, and this priest is like, okay, and then for the photo, I'll check this out. And he goes to this shir, Noah gives this shir. And this is an educated man, this, this priest, and he's listening to Noah, and he's just blown away by this rabbi. And he's like, if this is what they study in this school, I want to study this too. So without telling anyone that he's a priest, he joins Isha Torah for a year. <laughs> and he learns. And read Hebrew, Chomish, Mishnah. And he's up to Gemara, and his year sabbatical is over. So he tells his Chavrusa that I'm going back to America because I have to go back to America. And the Chavrusa is like, you don't understand. You, you have come so far in one year. You have to stay. And he's like, no, I can't. Now, everyone in Isha Torah knows that when he got, everyone liked, wanted to leave after a year, he sent them to Rav Noah, and he talked to them for 10 minutes, and they're there for life. <laughs> well, the Chabusa said, well, you can't leave without saying goodbye to the rabbi, figuring Noah will get him to stay. And he takes this guy up to the rabbi, to Rav Noah. Noah knows who he is, and he says, 
what's going on? Where are you going? He says, I have to leave. I have to go home. He says, are you going to go home? You, you, you came here a year ago. You're with Ludwig Mishnayis with, with Bartolura and Trace Vizyantiv. You're on such a high level. Another year, you know what you're going to be in Gomorrah? You have to stay. He says, Holy Rabbi, I have to tell you something. <laughs> My sabbatical is over. Noah says, sabbatical? Sabbatical from what? He goes, sabbatical from the church. <laughs> Noah said, what do you mean sabbatical from the church? He says, Rabbi, I'm a priest. Noah says, you're a priest? You sat in my school and lived a lie for a year? You ate my food? You lived with my boys? You went to my classes? Such dishonesty from a priest? I will never forgive you. And the priest looks at Rabbi Noah and he says, I'm so sorry, Rabbi, but the kugel, and then, and then I came to your class, I couldn't step out. He says, there's no excuse for dishonesty, especially from a priest. You will never be forgiven for what you've done. Now, you know, the way a priest is going home, never forgiven. <laughs> Rabbi, I'm begging you, I'm begging you, please forgive me. He says, there's only one way you'll ever get forgiveness. You lived a lie and you came to my school and you learned how to read and you learned Chomish and you learned Mishnah. The only time you'll ever be forgiven if ever a Jewish boy comes to your school and you use what you learned in my school and you teach it to him, I'll forgive you. So Giuseppe, Father Giuseppe tells Jordan, for 10 years, every ninth grade, I was looking for a Jewish boy that I could teach. I was looking for forgiveness. And now that you're a rabbi, I am finally forgiven. It's the, it's the message in this story. The message in this story is, ladies, men, you don't have to be a cure of specialists with classes, how to talk to people. <coughs> What brought Jordan from a Christian school to become a rock? If I told you who he was today, every woman and every man in this room were full of chip. One of the biggest, and I mean the biggest, in Kirov today is Jordan. And I used to say his name, and he asked me not to anymore because he has children in Shidduchim and he doesn't want the whole thing. No, he doesn't want it. He was going to the Catholic school. It's not going to do him any good. So I don't say his name. But some people in this room probably know who he is. He's one of the biggest people in the Kirov world today. And when he got married, the guys in Baltimore knew that he wasn't a religious kid, and they asked him, who made you from? <laughs> and at his wedding, he pointed to the priest, the priest was invited to the wedding, at the cross of Tov, and he said, this might sound very weird, but that's my Rebbe. <laughs> What's the goddess of the story, ladies and gentlemen? What brought Jordan from the lowest tomb in the world Catholic school, become one of the greatest speakers and one of the... That's not me, by the way. Ah, <laughs> uh, my name's not Jordan. And I didn't grow up in Baltimore. I don't know any father just said that. <laughs> From the lowest place, Smith and Baltimore Yeshiva, and the Makar of Jews, ladies, a piece of potato kugel. A silly little piece of potato kugel. She didn't know Kira. She didn't make a whole big speech. She, every single Shabbos, makes 
food for people she doesn't know. They're not her family. They're strangers. They come from the Western Wall. They sit in her house. They eat her food. They're part of her family. Every single Friday night, she's not talking. She's walking. She's doing something. When you're doing something, Hashem can take a piece of potato crumble and take a Jewish kid from a Christian school and turn him into one of the biggest people in Kirov. It's action, not words, that make things happen. This is a 100% true story. If you don't believe me, you can go to Israel and ask Jeff Seidel. If Jeff Seidel is now at the Kosel, Jeff, do you make a story or of Noah Weinberg and that priest? And he will tell you, absolutely, it's 100% true. I know the story. But Kayach, of just doing something, our job is to do. Hashem can take something and turn it into the biggest miracle, but if you don't do something, you just talk, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to, benitzak, 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 because you're both dilemma, titzak, what are you talking so much? Do something. Turn to Klaishon and tell him, go, get out of your chair and do something, even if it's making a piece of potato. Godless. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to Inspire.org. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.